Do you think The Sims sound different depending on where you're playing it? Like, if you played The Sims in Japan, would they be saying different kind of gibberish? Because you think The Sims language is English gibberish, but then, like... In Japanese, it's just like, Hello, Father, I need to take a poop. And then he walks, <laughs> takes a poop. And they're sitting there going, This and is they're so like, weird. What are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> gibberish. Do you want to have sex with me? <laughs> The sex feels so good. Ha 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 ha. Yes, the sex does feel good. Woohoo! Woohoo! I know they're making those. Ho ho! Ho ho! No, I think we've just discovered in the last episode I should not do voices. Mickey's Mouse is clubhouse! <laughs> come inside, you'll come inside. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> ho ho, boys and girls! Whoa! Not there! Pluto, don't lick my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Caleb, give us your best uh, Donald Duck. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to Donald Duck. I, I feel like that was decent. Caleb. That was Zach. That was good. Oh wait, that was Zach. <laughs> yeah. Zach, good on you, man. Wow, well, what? Nope. Wow, well, what's going on? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've been smoking too many cigarettes. <laughs> I'm guessing Goofy has the longest penis of the bunch, so... <laughs> Golly, guys! Look at my large schlong! <laughs> this cock will make you straight Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Donald! Stop tugging on it! Something might happen! <laughs> Max, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brody did a good Mickey. Now you guys can do a little scene together, and we'll, we'll call it a wrap. Oh, Goofy! Come over here! Uh, my Goofy and Mickey are now What are you together. got for me, Mickey? <laughs> oh, I'll show you what I got. Come on over here and I'll rub you with these giant white hands. Well, I don't know about that, Mickey. I mean, I've got a future engagements to get to. The reason I wear these big old gloves... <laughs> yeah? Is... Is... Brody. Yeah? <laughs> Why does he it's, wear the big gloves? <laughs> it's to protect my handjob hands. What? I was not imagining you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Anime Not Be For Everyone, the show that's not for anime fans, but not not for anime fans. I'm uh, Caleb Morden, one of your co-hosts, and I am um, one of those not anime fans. Uh, I am Brody. Uh, I am one of those small, short, the short bus fans. <laughs> you, are, what does that mean? Telling our audience you're retarded? <laughs> no, I'm just a fan of, like, the cute sizes of them. And, also, and the taste of the windows. I'm all... Pfft, hey, now. <laughs> also a fan of anime. Good to know. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm here to help mediate 
I've watched two episodes of this upcoming anime, so I'm pumped to hear what Brody's got for us. All right. Oh, yeah. Something we have forgotten to say the past two episodes, but should be fairly obvious because we're talking about full seasons of these shows. Definitely spoilers coming up. Like, if you haven't watched this show and you plan on watching it, uh, we're probably going to talk about the entire show here. So So save this podcast. Set a reminder for one week. Watch the show. And then please come back. Please come back. Yeah. (laughs) Because sadly... I'm going to have to ruin it for Zach. So, like, if you guys come back after hearing it, you guys can get pleasure off of Zach's... My pain. Sadness? I'm not even going to get pleasure off this. I want him to enjoy the show. But it's all good. <laughs> We're going to get fucking into it. I'm going to get hurt today. For you guys. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> this is one of those animes that Brody said the name of it to me when we were pitching ideas and with sword art and uh, attack on titan i'm like yeah they're out there right everybody watches those like i i know what they are it kinda Mm. this one it could be about space gremlins i have zero idea what we're (laughs) talking about here so not hey you know what you're not too too far off what (laughs) okay all right what is it okay so gurn is mainly a show uh, about these two friends, Simone and Kamina. They're raised in these, uh, like, underground villages and, like, forced to live there. And they want to break out to, to, the, to the real world, right? And Kamina's a badass. And Simone is just a really good digger. So, like, he just kind of rides Kamina's tail. So what's this world, then? What Set me the atmosphere. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this world, they start off barely having any technology, and by the end of the show, they're traveling through space-time. So is it on Earth? This is not Earth. What? This is, like, the, like, it's it's hard to describe the show because the show itself definitely changes throughout the show. It starts off as, like, a group of misfits fighting the power, and then ends up being the group of misfits being the power and fighting within themselves and, like, other shit going on as well. It's... Okay, uh, is it like an oppressed world? What are we what are we dealing with here then? Yeah. So there's these things called beastmen that uh ride around in these things called gunmen which are just like big mecha suits. Uh and they just kill any humans on the surface. So there's there's reasons for that. I'd rather not get into it right now just because that is a big plot point to it. Mhm. But, uh, yeah, essentially, they're, like, humanity is forced underground by these beastmen in these giant mecha suits. The evolution of, like, where they start to where they end is really cool to see, just because of, you know, humble beginnings, you know, and, like, dreams and whatnot. Bumble beginnings? Uh, I can't get anyone to swipe on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also... I'm sure Zach noticed in the first episode there's a chick named Yoko. Oh. She's fine. She's fine. But um, she's also just a genuinely good character sometimes. I was getting good vibes. She's, like, her name is Yoko. So, like, you got a question where the inspiration for her name came from. No, I do. I I can remember every frame of a scene in that first episode where they're going down (laughs) a narrow hallway. And she's side shimmying. And, uh, you know... The drawing of her body accentuates how narrow that hallway is. <laughs> That's all I want to say. It's art, guys. It's art. It's art. Yeah, for sure. For it, sure. Like, okay, so 
as silly as he makes that sound because it's like boobs, right? <laughs> the art style in the show is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like It'll they had right several different animators working on it. So there was a lot of times when like the animation would change per like scene or even like within the scene. It's it's definitely a passion project, which is why every time I go back to watching it, there's things I haven't noticed and I just get re re-enveloped in it. Okay, I'm still having trouble understanding the world. So it's like almost yeah. post-apocalyptic because there's these robot yep. things killing everybody who touches the surface. So everybody becomes yep. like mole men. For some reason, the world I'm picturing in my head is from the video game Dishonored. That's what I'm thinking, like steampunk. No, no, think think like uh, mud huts. Mud huts. Oh. Yeah. They're barely surviving. So they're like cavemen at this point. They have knowledge passed down through the generations, but because they can't go to the surface, they can't really do much about that. What's so good about the surface? You can do plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine living your whole life underground, and your father spent his whole life underground, and then you have the village chief saying, there's nothing up there. Just keep digging. Yeah. Wait, so there are jobs that are just to dig? So they literally are like yeah. mole people then at this point. Yeah, yeah. They literally just try to expand their village, and if there's collapses, they'll open up the village in a different area and whatnot. Weird. I'm pretty sure in the second episode, they come across crab people, and then you have to listen to that song for about half the episode. It's crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? Crab people. Crap. <laughs> I think you're getting this show and South Park mixed up. <laughs> Both works of art. <laughs> so, Simone the Digger, the, the younger of the two buddies, he finds this glowing head that he can, like, sit in and it's actually like a machine with its own arms and legs, too, but... It's like its torso is uh, just a face. A tiny seven foot little Pacific Rim neck. Yeah, like very, very small. Seven foot doesn't sound very small. I would say it's probably closer to four or five. It encapsulates one person, a few more, but it's a very tight fit when there's more than one or two people in there. One of these gunmen that I was talking about breaks through the the top of their village and Simone grabs this thing that he found while he was digging and just freaking fights it off. Uh, there's the girl that I was talking about. Yoko shows up with a massive freaking sniper rifle because she's been on the surface exploring, like trying to survive with a few other people. She kind of just shows up to heed the call of danger, wants to help out. Absolutely, and there, uh, especially Kamina's like, uh, yeah, okay, because she is again not a bad looking woman and she's got a. Dope-ass sniper rifle. Right? They've never even seen a sniper rifle before. Surface chicks are dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how I prefer my chicks. On, only on the surface, you know? <laughs> I don't like it to get a <laughs> Kamina, like, is so hard to, like, talk about and do justice. Like, he's just... Think of the most charismatic dude you've ever met. Yeah. He times him by two. You just want to love him. Everything he says is perfect and just so cool. You know, like, he's always saying the right things to inspire everyone around him. That's what draws people to him. He's, a, like, he's he's a boastful jackass, but he's got a good head on a his shoulders and means well always. Like a Chris Pratt-type character if you were to play him <laughs> in live action, yeah. You want him on a motorcycle beside you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely Chris Pratt. If Chris Pratt was a bit more badass. Chris Pratt was, like... Cooler. Yeah, if if Chris Pratt and his like charmingness had John Wick's like 
ferociousness, but not killing, like, capacity. Because don't get me wrong, it's not like common as going around just murdering people yet. John Wick is your idea of a cool demeanor? No, no, I mean uh, an intense demeanor. Oh, intensity. Uh, uh, I, I, I can frick with it. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just throw out some lines that he says. So there's uh, kick logic out and do the impossible, break through the heavens with your drill. Uh, the reputation of Team Gurren is hey, known Brody. far and wide. Yeah, every morning I break through the heavens with my drill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey guys. What do you take for a sunburn? Is this going to be like a joke with a punchline? Okay, what do you take for a sunburn? Viagra. Doesn't help with the sunburn, but it keeps your sheets off your legs. (laughs) (laughs) Two boner jokes in one episode so far. I'll keep a tally. We'll make sure we don't go over I want it up to five, boys. Five. But we can't. No more than five. Then we hit our quota and we're done. We're really ge- we're really gearing towards that male audience, eh, gang? <laughs> so Simon, Kamina, and uh, Yoko get out of the village and start roaming the the world, Ooh. and uh, they they kick some serious ass, fucking killing some uh, some gunmen, and they end up combining Simon's little. Uh, log on to a bigger Gurren, they call it, which is like more of just a bigger body mecha, and they just shove that into it, so it's like a massive mecha now, and it fights fights shit off pretty well and actually scares the shit out of most of the beastmen that are coming up. Most. There is a character, Viral, who is a thorn in their side throughout the entire show. But no, but wait, so they built a bigger mech to fight the mech boys on the... Yeah, I guess he didn't really explain that too much. So they didn't build the mech. Okay. So a beast man came to attack them. Yeah. They had their little, like, uh, little seven-foot head machine thing, and that thing jumped on it and paled it to create a bigger machine. And that's called a... A lagoon? A lagoon, yeah, lagoon. Gurren Lagoon. Because the body is Gurren, the head is Lagoon. And the body is piloted by uh, Kamina, and the head is piloted by uh, uh, Simon. So this is, I keep, Pacific Rim, I keep There's bringing that Pacific show up. There's a lot yeah. of Pacific Rim in anime. What is going Yo, on? Oh, yeah, like, any, like, well, I think the thing you're getting confused with is Pacific Rim didn't create mechas. Mecha has been a genre in anime for, like, decades. So, like, there's a lot of animes that have that. Mind you, that's, like, I'm not usually a huge fan of mecha animes just because it's usually just, like, fight, 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 and there's no actual charm to it. This show and, like, select others actually have a good story with cool mecha fights. Like the Power Rangers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Mighty Morphin Power Sword. <laughs> totally. Totally. But let's never forget that the black Power Ranger was black. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, but the pink Power Ranger was also pink, so... Like, had pink insides? No, like the singer. Oh, <laughs> So what? I'm still a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs>
at some point their ship's called like Super Galaxy Digern Lagon. It's fucking So can they just keep adding mechs to it? Oh dude, dude. Yeah, yeah. At one point it's their Gurn Lagon piloting a bigger one, which is piloting a bigger one, which I think might have been piloting an even bigger one. It's Transformer Inception, isn't it? Honestly, there's some scenes when, like, so there's some scenes when, like, everyone has, like, triple machines because they're just, like, a lot bigger now and they need human controls or whatever. So when they're talking, it'll show, like, a picture of them and then zoom into the lower one and then zoom into the lower one and then have the actual character's face. And it's just, like, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. And they're all dreaming and unconscious and you have to kick them to get them out of the machines, right? I've seen this before. (laughs) Okay, so they find a mech suit, fight off some wolves. Uh, Beastmen, yeah. yeah. Beastmen are also... (laughs) Beastmen are piloting mech suits, right? Uh, Okay, we have Pacific Rim, but really weird mechs. Like, face-centric mechs. What, so like, their head is the entire body of the mech, pretty much? like a head with arms and legs coming out of it? Like Kirby? Like Kirby, yeah, very yeah, good. honestly, honestly, Ger- like, Lagon is very Kirby-like. Does he open his mouth and suck up people and take their powers? I guess, kinda, right? No, but he, he shoots out giant drills out of his hands. Uh, so, the group of them stumble upon this village later on, and they, uh, they meet this kid named Rossiu, and these, uh, two smaller kids, uh, Gimme and Dari. And, uh, their village kicks people out if the population gets more than 50, so they were about to kick out these two twin children. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's pretty dark. Like, it's a weird two... I guess it's only one episode, it feels like two episodes. It just has a very dark, uh, tone for it. Is this village on the surface or in the dirt? It's... It's underground, so oh, okay. the village uh, essentially is just trying to keep food and water for everyone. But someone had triplets instead of a normal baby, so then they had to kick out two people at once. So why not kick out these two orphan twins who are very small children? What the hell? What makes a baby better than like a kid that's kind of learned for a while? That's that's what Common is like, right? He's he's furious. He doesn't understand why they would do this to their own people. For him, often it's just black and white like a lot of anime protagonists, right? It's like, if it's not working, figure something out. And they're like, well, why don't you guys just take these kids? So they do. They do. They they take the two kids and they take uh, Rossio too. And uh, they get the the F out of there. But like, Rossio is fun for the first half of the show, and then, and then becomes a bit of a prick. Aww. But that's all right. That's anime for you. <laughs> <laughs> Characters change! <laughs> <laughs> so before Rossio leaves, he talks to like the, the priest or the leader of the village, and the priest gives him their holy book. Rossi's like, father, I can't read. Like, you should know this, man. <laughs> and the father's like, neither can I. And he just chuckles, hands in the book, and is like, if you can ever learn what this language is, come back to me and let me know. Because, like, he's just been preaching the word of, like, nonsense. 
the face gods, he calls them. He's just been lying the whole time. Yeah, to try to keep people in line. So after, like, the group has some serious battles with some gunmen, they stumble upon this bathhouse, which is weird because, Ooh. again, humanity isn't really on the surface. Okay. Uh, so they get there and they, they meet a group of people that they met before, the, the black siblings, um, which uh, are three girls and their older brother. Um, okay. I didn't want to even put his name in it, but then some shit happens at the end where I'm like, oh, fuck. This guy's name needs to be mentioned. So I'm, I might just call him the oldest black sibling later. Okay, so his right. name is Keita. Are you being racist or are they... I mean, not racist. No, <laughs> that no. The only black that's, characters in the show. No, no. They're, that's, that's what they're called. They're, they're all white characters, but their last name is Black. Uh, oh, thank fuck. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's terrible. <laughs> Let's just call him the oldest black sibling. <laughs> no, but I guess I should have mentioned that I Maybe. wasn't being racist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so his name is Kita, though. And for a lot of it, he doesn't really do much. But sometimes you're just like, oh, dang, Kita, you're a part of this cast, too. You know, so that's... It's always good. Right. Um, his heritage has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're all white. I don't know what to tell you. Or maybe Asian. When you re- when you hear this back, you're going to realize what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut out the Kamina conversation. Up. No, it's... Or not the nope. Kamina, the... This is all canon. Black's in there. Brody, we're going to make you look as racist as possible. Yeah. You are the lightning rod. I hope you know. Anyways, (laughs) they're in the bathhouse. They, uh... Like, on the surface? Yeah, on the surface. In a bathhouse. Getting fed. Good food. Oh, no. They're, like, having a good time. Uh The ladies are having their baths or whatever, right? Uh, Um, Yeah. But then they realize... This bathhouse, too, is a gunman. And she tries to trap them within it. They break out, but they're all freaking running around naked. Which is a problem, because that one beastman I was talking about, Viral, shows up and tries to fight them. While they're naked? While they're naked, but he lets them get changed. He's like, yo, man, put on some clothes. Put on some clothes. This is... A bit embarrassing for you, It's my like name. if you break into somebody's house and they're in the shower, then you'd be like, hey, dude, oh, here's some jeans. It's okay. I can rob you now. I'm here to take your TV. Oh, your dick is massive. <laughs> oh, no. Put that so... away. I'm too intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be an easy job. <laughs> yeah, you radio in to the people on the, on the outside. And you're like, I can't do this, guys. His penis is out. <laughs> it's over. It's a fucking Gang, I zoned out for literally five seconds. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Robbing naked people, Brody. You can't oh. do it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What What's there to rob? I meant in their house, not like on their oh. person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why would you just rob a naked person, Kate? <laughs> They don't have anything. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. All right, fuck. <laughs> okay, so with Viral, one of the four generals of the Spiral King shows up. The Spiral King's the dude who's been uh, um, the spiral the beastmen. Yeah, there's a lot of spiral energy, spiral nonsense talk in this show. S- Spiral is definitely a theme. Are they just more springy than the other ones? Like no, like spiral, like drills. 
oh, everything's drill related. But they're on the surface, yeah. though. Why do they have to have drills? <sighs> Question. Question. Yeah. So you said they were in a bathhouse and then it turned out to be a gunman? Yep. Wait, okay, so they just made a robot that was a bathhouse? Yeah, to try to trap the humans. For content. Oh, it was a trap. Okay. I was yeah. like, maybe they just, like, is every building a gunman then? And they just no. they just go to the gunman down the street to get their milk and stuff? Like, <laughs> You keep on thinking that this civilization is, like, somewhat, like civilized well they have a bathhouse they knew what a bathhouse was yeah. so i don't know <laughs> that's very true if they live their entire life underground why why do they know what a bathhouse is yeah i don't like whenever things like that come up i think it's information passed down from the generations and whoa, whoa, whoa. that's how big are these things then because i'm i'm constantly picturing like an optimus prime size and i'm like yeah he just lays yeah. down and goes Sometimes come bigger... inside me i have a bath like <laughs> <laughs> no, um, think about the torso of this thing being an entire bathhouse. I just realized I said Optimus Prime told me to come inside him, and I know you're going to do that again. <laughs> Autobots, clench your asses. <laughs> the Decepticons are breaching. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think my firewall can stop this. <laughs> Getting back on track, gang. <laughs> okay, back on track. <laughs> so, one of the four generals of the Spiral King shows up in his giant, like, floating battleship the size of, like, three or four of the Avengers floating things. Whoa. Mind you, this isn't floating, it's on legs. Whoa. It's a walking ship. <laughs> it's a walking ship like a like a scarab from halo a big walker thing right? yeah yeah like it's literally imagine like a giant freighter but on legs that just seems inefficient yeah it looks weird it looks weird <laughs> but it's also entertaining to watch so i don't know <laughs> like it like the way they animate it is very cool it just is also at that point in the show, you're like, oh, so nothing is supposed to be believable in this show. That's the magic of anime, man. Yeah, absolutely. Goku can't beat this guy? Well, I'm going to get real mad and get yellow hair. And now I can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they go to take the freighter. And before that, Yoko and Kamina have a heart-to-heart. And end up kissing. <gasps> it's, it's great because... Um, you know, they, they like each other, and, like, he, she kisses him, and he's like, I promise you, if it's the last thing I do, I will repay that kiss ten times over. You know, and it's sweet. And no way, and then he just pecks her on the lips ten times, and goes, repaid, and runs away. <laughs> 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 ten times. This is important! This is important! This is... Guys, listen This is fucking important. This is listen. comedy. <laughs> I know, but it's like, it's a mm, really shitty time. <laughs> Simone sees it, okay. and he's in love with Yoko too, so like he's kind of like pissed off. Mm. But uh, Kamina comes over and is like, doesn't know that he witnessed the, the makeout such. Okay. And just like, it's like, hey man, like the only reason I'm able to do what I do it's because I know you're there behind me, you know? And he just, like... And he feels betrayed. 
No, he doesn't feel betrayed. betrayed. He doesn't. Like, they're they're best friends, you know? Like, he understands Kamina and Yoko are the same age. Like, they're better together. But, like, he has a childhood crush, right? Like, he can't help it. But, like, Kamina doesn't know that. So, it just, it's it's a heartwarming scene to see. But it's also, Simone's definitely... A pervert. (laughs) watching from the bushes like a creep you know no well no like he was going he was gonna go talk to Kamina and then witness that instead anyways they go to take the ship and in order for Simone to take it he has to use his willpower or whatever but his emotions are pretty rattled oh no oof okay gang oof so Kamina sees this, and in his little mecca, freaking comes Russian, and uh, breaks breaks through like the the enemy forces, and uh, yells at him. It's like Simone, let me see you grit those teeth. Pops open his hatch and smacks him in the face as hard as he fucking can. What does he say here? It's powerful shit. He says, "Thanks for the slap, brother." That's so powerful, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You're you're not knowing how cool this guy is, Caleb. Oh, he's he's like, cool. I give you my word that if you ever start to doubt yourself, I'll come and belt you one. You don't worry. Uh, so don't worry. I'm right here beside you. Just believe in yourself. Believe in Simo that I have faith in. And then seconds later, he dies. Forever. Who dies? Kamina. Oh, the really cool guy? Yep, never comes back. He dies. There's no resurrection. There's no second form, this time stronger. There's no Gandalf the White. He's fucking dead. Brody, no. Yeah. And Simone goes into a very dark depression. And then, through like just like wandering around, he finds this capsule that he opens up, and there's this girl inside. Okay. A girl in a capsule? And, yeah, just a girl in like this little like case thing. And she's the most naive human you will ever meet. Nice. Because she's never been on the outside world and she's been coddled her entire life. But she's the daughter of the Spiral King. Uh. Yeah. So she meets she meets Simo, never meeting Kamina, right? So she's the only character in the show who doesn't understand the obsession with Kamina. Right? Because everyone's fucking distraught at this point. Like, they have probably a good 100, maybe 150 people on their side, and everyone's pretty shattered. Um, And it takes, like, a few episodes, but eventually she's, like, tells him, like, hey, it's, it's, it's great that you're aspiring to be like him, but aspire to be like you. Like, he did say... He wants you to believe in yourself, right? Like, what are you doing? And she kind of smacks him out of it in her own naive way. And uh, and he's like, you know what? Fucking right. And he ends up going, fighting the Spiral King, defeating him. Ooh. Fucking the, the battle with him, he, like, blows a massive hole in his fucking chest. And, like, it's so good. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's such a good fight. Uh, I think this is a good midpoint because after this point, there's a seven-year jump. All right, gang, got a mid-roll game for ya. Okay. Yay! Love this part. 
This is my part of the best. This is my favorite part of the podcast. That's yeah, my. I fucking hate this part. <laughs> Get on with the show. Games. Why aren't we talking about anime? <laughs> yeah, fuck those last two guys. We're here to have fun. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, this week's mid-roll game uh, is essentially uh, I'm gonna say three animes. Okay. Two of them are going to be real. One of them is going to be fake. I'm going to do two rounds of that. Okay. So it's like two truths and one lie, but for animes. Yep. Okay. Clever. Now, these might get wordy. So if they do, I'm just going to paraphrase and we're going to... You can, yeah, you you can read them out. Me and Zach, well, like, but between every one of them, let's see what we... Uh, let's have a little yeah. discussion. So uh, there's Parasite. Uh, Shinichi Izumi is a high school boy whose right hand becomes possessed by an alien parasite named Migi. Finding himself in a battle against other parasites who feast on uh, and possess the brains of humans, transforming them into terrifying killing machines looking to consume the entire human race. So that's Parasite. There's Mock Go Go Go. Young would-be race car driver Speed Racer has something to prove, possessing the gadget-filled Mach 5. One of the most complex cars on the planet, built by his engineering wizard of a father, Pops Racer. Speed wants to be the greatest racer in the world. If he can convince his father to let him race, once Pops uh, reluctantly agrees, Speed is constantly pushing himself to improve. Uh, his racing skills frequently finding himself coming up short despite his in, uh, his innate superior driving skills. Is that not just the show from the, like, Speed Racer? <laughs> what was that show called? Sorry? Uh, Mock Go Go Go. Mock Go Go Go. And the kid's name is Speed? Yeah. Okay, if that is one, we have to do an episode on that because that <laughs> sounds ridiculous. Okay. okay. The, the last one is... Uh, knife of Yaki. Uh, Mizuki Tanjo becomes the greatest chef in the world after making a deal with a demon. Mizuki becomes the demon's tool, using his incredible culinary abilities to assassinate targets from top millinery officials to get uh to gang leaders. By what? day, he is the manager and high uh high chef of Shez Tanjo. By night, the knife of Yakai. <laughs> Sounds insane. <laughs> These all sound insane. So one, there's a parasite that's spreading through people, specifically their hands, I guess. There was yeah. one where the kid wants to be a race car driver, but his dad yeah. won't let him. And so he's got to use racing to prove himself. So, yeah. And then the third one is an assassin who uses her cooking abilities. It's like Gordon Ramsay if he got extra <laughs> angry. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You like that chicken? Yeah? You like it? It's fucking poisoned. It's poisoned chicken. You're dead. (laughs) You're dead. dead. (laughs) Fucking brutal. (laughs) Maybe next time I'll come to your kitchen, you can clean up first, huh? It's raw, but it's on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible English accent, guys. Oh, man. Places two pieces of poison on his face. Mm -hmm. What are you? A poison sandwich. A poison sandwich. So, what is it? Parasite, mock, go, 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 or knife of yakai? All right, Zach, we're going to count down, and on three, we say which one we think is... One is fake, right? Are we saying... Yeah, one's fake. Are we saying the number? Yeah, just say the number. Okay. All right. Three, two, Two, one, one, two. two. Yeah, we both think it's two. 
what my reasoning for that, Brody, yeah. is because ev- the other names were Mikozuki yeah. or whatever, and then this one kid is Speed. That does not seem like an <laughs> anime name, but we'll see. Yeah. Let's give it a go. What is it? I, I hope I'm so, not. So, um, just Caleb's brother, my cousin, wrote these up, so give him credit for them not figuring it out. Oh my goodness, uh, really? Uh, Mock Gogo is the uh, Japanese name for Speed Racer, I believe. I fucking knew it. Oh, yeah. You still voted for it, Zach. Yeah, but I thought... <laughs> Knife of Yakai is Stuart's made-up That uh, sounds anime. awesome. He should absolutely yeah. write that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I, would, I would read that. Yeah, Damn. 100%. <laughs> okay, we got uh, three more. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah, round two. Let's go. Okay, uh, so we have uh, Hollow, Neon Koi, and Saint Young Man. Okay. So yeah. Hollow, a famous holo- uh, holographic pop star, Mika Nika, gains the ability to think for herself after a hacker breaks into her studio and uploads a virus to her programming. After escaping her studio, she befriends two divorced mothers who help her learn what it means to be a regular teenage girl in Tokyo. <laughs> divorced mothers teach her to be a teenage girl? That sounds like a bad Recipe role model. Recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Neon Koi. After accidentally breaking a cat statue, Junpei Kosaka is cursed to turn into a cat, unless he can do a hundred good deeds. As a cat? For uh, for the species. So a hundred good deeds for the species. Of cats? Uh... Uh, yeah, it seems that way. This is the easier. This is easier said than done. However, Junipe is allergic to cats <laughs> and can hardly even get near them, let alone help them out. <laughs> Wait, he's a cat himself. Yeah. So is he just every other word is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds actually fucking hilarious. If that's real, I can vibe with it. Okay, Saint Young Men. A slice-of-life comedy about Jesus Christ and Buddha living as roommates in a flat in Tokyo. While talk, uh, well, sorry, while taking a vacation on Earth, they attempt to hide their identities and understand modern Japanese society. Each chapter shows their lives during an average day when they're uh, sightseeing, drinking beer, blogging, or playing video games. And when Jesus gets to 30 years old, he starts getting real paranoid that something bad's going to happen to him. <laughs> Okay. 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 I thought the cat one, where the guy who turns into a cat and gets allergic, was ridiculous. But but that one seems like it's just it would get destroyed. The first one's a sentient hologram too. Yeah, he gets raised by middle-aged divorced women. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're right. They're all nuts. I can see. Okay. I can. All right, Zach. Let's count down and then give our reasonings. Well, I I I think I need to talk about this a bit more. Yeah. I don't think (laughs) we're allowed to put Jesus and Buddha at the same time. Animate them and give them personality. That's and their mortal allowed. enemy is Muhammad. Oh no. Oh yeah. And then the eight arm dude shows up and beats him at basketball. That was a good episode. <laughs> beats him at basketball. And then Santa Claus shows up in one episode. Oh, okay. Well, Christmas now we're gonna. Episode. Now we're starting to offend people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's what we're line. offending people. You can't yeah. fuck off. Okay. Well. You can't. Having them as they are is one thing, but when you slot them into a group with Santa Claus, you can't can't have Muhammad on screen at all. It's against religion for them. In Japan, though? 
in the world, they I like... said Muhammad, but yeah, it's Buddha and Jesus, oh, though. Yeah, yeah, so right, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay for now. <laughs> okay, so let's let's me and Zach count down. We're gonna do our numbered thing again. Are you ready? Yeah. So three, two, one, two. Three. I think it's two. I think it's three. I complete. I don't think Stuart would have gone as ridiculous as Jesus and Buddha in a flat in Japan. I feel like that has to be real. All right, Brody, I... what? <sighs> But you're you're missing something though. What about the hologram one? Game? I think That's, Japanese culture is very obsessed with hologram pop stars. There's like who's that? Hatsune Miku hey, or whatever. Kill, let me they ask you something. Shit. Are you really in touch with Japanese culture? Well, I know who Hatsune Miku is, and that's something. Yeah. So it's that big. Yeah, all I'm saying all is uh, that was uh, Stuarch was the hollow. Really? <laughs> and the other two are real. There's yeah. an anime where a guy turns into a cat but is allergic to cats. Yep. I figured that was Stewart's because he's really allergic to cats and probably has that on his mind. <laughs> no. Oh, no. And uh, Saint Young Men is uh, real too, yeah. They're, it's called Saint Young Men. Yeah, what the... Yep. <laughs> How would a hologram even escape? You need something to project a hologram. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think that through, did we, Zach? Oops. <laughs> Either way, I think the thing we've determined is that Stewart should definitely write anime or manga, huh? Oh. <laughs> first one like that like culinary one i would freaking binge bro because yeah, food animes are really popular and also action action animes are really popular so that would just be really good This episode, this episode. <laughs> 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 stealing it from each other zach go this episode is brought to you by WD-41, new and improved, extra slippy. Extra slippy? <laughs> oh, wow, my girl, Lagan doesn't seem to move right. Have you tried this, WD-41? <laughs> wow, it's moving so much better. You're welcome. Thank you, WD-41. Not a sponsor. Give us money, please. <laughs> Yeah, but we should say the actual product, which is WD-40. Otherwise, they're going to get so confused. Or maybe Nobody is confused they're going to develop a better formula yeah. and make millions off of it. The sure. guy listening to this podcast sprints to HQ and he's like, guys, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? <laughs> Why did we... We just had to add a number. Why did we stop at 40? <laughs> Why? Who said to stop at 40? <laughs> The engineers just like all the light bulbs go on at once. I'm like, holy fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> holy fuck! Everyone's just writing shit down frantically. Can we do it? Can we? I don't know. Is it physically possible? To the lab! <laughs> and then you just zoom in on them spray painting a can to put 41, and they all <laughs> at the it. end of it all. <laughs> and then it skips one year later, and the world's just a wasteland. It's beautiful. Uh, with no context as to how it got there. Just adding the one to WD-40 destroyed Earth as we know it. But then you get a Terminator 2 intro where a robot walks up and he's spraying himself with (laughs) WD-41. Seven years pass, and... Uh, where the Spiral King's kingdom was, they now have a city full of humans and beastmen living combined lives, just doing well. And, like, 
the evolution in technology in those seven years, their technology went from, like, basically Stone Age to more advanced than we are today. Oh, wow. Because they combined with these space people? Because in this in this anime's world, there's this thing called spiral energy, and if you tap into spiral energy, uh, human ev- uh, evolution gets progress much quicker, and they just the capacity of learning and like progression is just yeah uh, skyrocketed. Like when Destiny got the traveler. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, kind of. Yeah, that that's actually a really good. Uh, yeah, and the people no, in Mass definitely. Effect Thanks, found buddy. the Mass Effect generators. You guys don't know that, but it's true. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, that's no, 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 it is true. It is true. Uh, just a little less. Like, Destiny still has some fans, whereas, you know, everyone doesn't even like There's uh, a new one coming out, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why take away the butt shots? Why take away the butt shots? Also, both me and Zach are very on the opinion of Andromeda being a terrible game, but uh, Caleb loves it, so. Excuse me, Brody? You're betraying Caleb me. Caleb just right goes now. on and on and on about how, oh, you know, it's not that bad, and the facial animations were, like, fixed within the first week, and people are just idiots about it. I'm just like, you're wrong. And, like, for some reason. For some reason, it let me make my guy look like a clown, so I just wasn't in it. Like, I literally had a clown. <laughs> well, whose fault is that? Face. <laughs> but, like, they let me do it, so it just took me under the immersion. That game sucks. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yet, you're allowed to change your genitals in cyberpunk, and everyone loves it. Yeah, everyone loves that game. Yep, that game went out very true. well. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, Simone asks Nia to marry him. And she says, Hell no. No way! I nailed it. Because she was confused by what it meant to have two people combine as, like, one person. And she was like, yeah, no, that's not possible. No way. That's what she thought marriage was? She, like I said, she's a very... Dense. She's, Even after seven yeah. years, she has... He has yeah, she just, she's just happy-go-lucky. She just... Certain phrases still need to be explained to her. It's fine. No, this is called anal. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Rossiu, that boy from uh, the place where they had to, like, kick people out if there was 50 or more people, he's now, like, the second in command to uh, Simone. Simone's now known as the supreme ruler or some shit like that. What? Yeah, yeah, he's like the, the timid head boy from episode one. Yeah, man, but like he's not a timid boy anymore. Like his personality is very calming at this point, if not sometimes even more extra. And it's just it's so cool to see the two personalities almost meld as one as he gets older. Um, that does sound cool. But they have like a giant communist statue in the middle of the city, like a massive statue. Every time you say right that to... name, it sounds like you're about to say communist, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm prepping myself for some weird political <laughs> stuff going on here. <laughs> in all fairness, their government is kind of like there's a supreme ruler. Right, sure. Anyways, Rossiu, the little boy that they saved from that tunnel, uh, he ends up being kind of a prick as an adult. Uh, he, he's, like, brainwashing the younger generation to, like, do his bidding. Oh, no, he's calling um, girls over and then not calling them ever again. Well, <laughs> what he, what he's been doing is... He's been forcing all the other kids to eat chalk, you know? What kids do. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want your teeth to be white, don't you, Billy? Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Caleb. Oh God. Oh God. Sorry, Just ready? kids chewing on chalk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's kind of a jerk now. Sorry, we'll keep okay, derailing. <laughs> he's forcing people to live on the surface and like to maintain account on people because what they found out when fighting the spiral king is that the population of the earth like i said earlier on needs to be a certain amount or else something bad happens and that population amount is one million right and so once the million person is born apparently an alien race comes and wipes out any uh, spiral energy worlds. So Rossio is like doing things behind Simone's back and kind of slowly taking control and making it seem like Simone is almost a villain in the the like the populace's eyes. Um, so the millionth child Ding Ding is born and Nia, Simone's lovely little fiance gets taken over by the alien uh forces like her body gets taken over because apparently originally she was made like with the spiral king right so she's an enemy she takes over and tells them that uh what are they called the spiral nemesis are gonna destroy their uh their world and they fight back and simone causes a lot of collateral damage and so Rossiu decides to take that moment and make him look like a war criminal and throws him in jail, where he meets Viral again, the one beast man who uh, got them to put their clothes so back on. So did these spiral people, did they come down? They're not the same people who are the beast They're men. not people. So so they're, it's literally just these machines that are coming down. The ones that they and, have like, trying to annihilate before. everything. Nope, different machines altogether. Uh-huh. Yep, altogether. Uh, you find out later on the gunmen on the planet were created originally to fight off them. Okay. But seven years later, Rossio took it upon himself to create his own gunmen, and they're basically useless against these. Yeah, so like that. There's definitely some division in uh, the team Digeren. Does do they still have? That uh, the original mech that they found in that first episode or whatever they do, yeah. That's 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 the the main best one flagship. Yeah, it, it's the only one that they have that can control other machines uh-huh. like that. It's a mech mech. It's a tech deck with your fingers. It's a face mech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, what Rossi has been doing, he took the Spiral King's head and made a bio computer out of it. To unlock the secrets of the universe or whatever. The fuck? You're fucking with us now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. He's just He's just like, hey, what could we... Like, he's... Did either of you guys watch Game of Thrones? No. I have not. Oh, man. Okay. Well, he's like the little finger of this show. That... Oh, man. The little dick? That, what? Little finger. Oh. It it means something to some people, but not you two. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he's just doing a lot of stuff. It turns out he's actually made an arc for humanity, but instead of filling it with humanity, he's filling it with animals and a select few. Ah, uh, Noah's Ark, huh? Yeah, because he realized that 
the moon is actually going to drop out of orbit and crush the Earth, and the Earth won't be inhabitable for at least one year. So he's he's telling people, oh, yeah, like, hide underground, you'll be safe there, even though he knows that most of the civilization is going to get wiped out. Evil. Anyways, Simone gets uh, broken out of jail by Yoko, who's been a teacher on some island. Oh, she's just been gone, I guess? Yeah, she's just been <laughs> teaching these kids and getting one with herself i don't know and she yeah. married uh john lennon for a bit <laughs> wait i don't remember which one she married yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, broke yeah, she, she broke up the beatles yeah, yeah. in that time yeah right? she did yeah. She did. yeah exactly now she's back this this part's good and i'm sure you guys will think is pretty wild so they're fighting in space and they're trying to stop the moon from falling. How on earth would they do that? By uh, using a giant Gurn Lagon. So they already they've already upgraded to Ark Gurn Lagon. So they made that giant human arc into an even bigger suit of armor. So they just keep getting bigger, big enough to grab yeah. the moon, I guess. Well, it it wasn't big enough to grab the moon, but happily they found out that the moon it's, was it's actually a spaceship. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's no moon. You know? <laughs> That's a ship. And I, I, I forget what it's called. It's it's got such a badass name. It's like cathedral something or other. You know, for somebody who's supposed to be on the side of not liking anime, I feel like I haven't been critical enough on certain things this seems like one of those shows that is very much like how do we top the last thing we did let's just keep getting bigger 100 oh the moon yeah oh frick man that's a robot oh the solar system nah dude robot man (laughs) we've all been inside a giant robot this whole time (laughs) it's a simulation okay okay uh, it's called the cathedral terra and it's it's uh just a massive like dreadnought of a ship and uh, of course they combine into that so that's, oh they that's absorb good. that oh good yeah good, good. yeah yeah now they have the moon. Uh, and they fi- and then th- his final his final uh move he like punches them but it like breaks through space time so like there's just a crack in space time and they see like the moon behind it so they actually move the real moon back to orbit so it doesn't <laughs> fuck up like the oceans <laughs> what they're yeah. like oh no we got to take a moon from a different multiverse and we'll put it right up in here <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah like the the second half of this gets real sci-fi real sci-fi um now, gang, I know I've probably spoiled a lot. Like, I couldn't get through Kamina. even half of this yeah, without mentioning Kamina. Um, there is so much more in the last few episodes. But in order to hopefully keep people wanting to check it out and seeing how it ends, I'm going to stop it here. If people aren't happy with this format, email us, let us know. But... I think people will genuinely enjoy the show and how it ends. It's and it's also extremely difficult to explain because it just makes very little sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you were starting to lose me near the end there. It was getting a little wild. A I little think nutty, I think that's because little... the story got weird like that, right? And it's hard yeah. to do it justice at that point, just doing a quick recap. Whereas the other episodes we've done have been on single seasons right this one is in the entire show so we want to leave it somewhat open-ended so that people are encouraged to go watch it themselves too right and even on top of that because of the whole premise of like the spiral energy you know like 
it progresses very quick. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to explain. Like, there's a lot of scenes where, like, the world is being thoroughly explained and, like, teleportation is being explained and all this. And, like, it's just mumbo-jumbo and half the cast is rolling their eyes while, like, a few of them are like, oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm." (laughs) But, like, it's meant to be, like, far out, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just over-the-top random nonsense just so they can explain these weird stories that go on, yeah. All right, so should we wrap it up here then? Is that the end? Sure, yeah. Um, In the wise words of Paul Rudd, when life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. (laughs) Does he say that? (laughs) He has said those words. Nice. Okay, all right, so... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, how can they reach us? Yeah, Caleb? make sure to follow us on first of all, follow us on Twitter, or or send us an email. <laughs> and the Twitter account is at anime not be, and the email address is anime not be at gmail So if you want to send us any critiques on what we did, or again, again, we we really would appreciate compliments. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, stroke my ego like you stroke my. <laughs> At this point, we're on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, of course, and on Podbean itself. We definitely encourage you guys to like spread us around. Uh, we want as big of a following as we can. We're cream cheese, the world a fucking bagel. But you're the <laughs> knife, baby. We're nothing without a knife. <laughs> Zach, who does our intro? Oh man, God, this sick ass band—they're crazy. They're called Good Kid, you know, like what you would want your kid to be as they're growing up, except they make music and it's nuts. I've been listening to Tell Me You Know, like every day when I'm driving to work. It's my startup song. Gets me vibed. Just gets me good. And if you don't feel like looking at good new music, grow up. (laughs) Yeah. So the actual song we're using is called uh, Down With The King by Good Kid, if you want to check that one out individually. But yeah, we highly encourage you to go listen to their other stuff. They're so great. good. Yeah, they're really good. Um, do you guys want a final quote from the anime to finish her off? Is it yeah. going to be a wacky one or a real serious one? Let's hear I want it. serious. Um, I mean, I'll I want to get yes. 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 Right, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, the, the dreams of those who have fallen, the hopes of those who will follow. Those two sets of dreams weave together into a double helix. Drilling a path towards tomorrow. And that's my Tenjin Topa. That's my Gurren Lagan. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so what I get from that <sighs> is they're completely obsessed with drills, and that's all I understand. So That's all they knew. <laughs> it's all they knew. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> I, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.